doing ministry well. All right. Well, hello, and thank you for checking into another episode of Doing Ministry Well. I'm Jim Baker, your host, and uh, we are sitting in the beautiful Manoa Valley, and we are sweating because it is hot today, and uh, for the sake of sound, we don't have any fans on, so that's how much we love you guys. But I am honored today to be with John Geisler, who I actually just met this week. Um, he's here speaking in the Korean DTS um, at YWAM Honolulu, and he came and blessed uh, us at our staff meeting and uh, brought us lots of treats. So, John, thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thank you. It's an honor. Um, John, tell us a little bit about um, the ministry that you're involved in. Well, the ministry is uh, I'm actually twofold. There's two ministries in which I work. One is called Agape Distribution back in Ohio, and that's a, that's a ministry where we feed people. We give groceries to people that are income qualified. We're presently serving about 19,000 people wow. with uh, 7,000 pounds of groceries every day. Uh, last year, we did 2.8 million pounds of free groceries. <laughs> So that's part of it. The other side of it is the international work where we do a lot of humanitarian aid and uh, like mercy ministries, lots of mercy ministries. Okay, okay. How long have you been uh, involved in ministry overall? I started in 1976. 1976. So it's been since then. Okay, okay. And uh, since 1976, is there one event that you would really say is the highlight of your ministry? The highlight? Oh, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> when you say the highlight, I, I don't see one event. Mm -hmm. But what I see is I see a series of faces of people mm. because it always boiled down to people for me. Yeah. And so it was like I see you know dozens of people with whom I've worked or they've touched me or I've touched them. Hmm. Hmm. Can you think of a specific story that, that's just jumping out you jumping out at you right now? Well, yeah. Uh, I was in I was in um, uh, um, Alaska. I was in Nome, Alaska, and I was waiting for a flight. We had the fog that delayed us for three days, and so I went down to pray at the Bering Sea. It was summertime, so it's twenty four hours of daylight. Hmm. And while I was there praying, I saw this this drunk woman walking down the beach towards me, an Inuit Indian. And <clears throat> as she approached me, I was thinking she's going to bum money. Hmm. Well, she walks up behind me and she says, "What brings you to the ends of the earth?" Before I left home, my, my wife had prayed, take care of John while he goes to the ends of the earth. And oh. So I swung around and I told her, I said, well, I'm a missionary. We're waiting to go over to Russia. And, and she looked at me and she said, I hate God and I will damn him till the day I die. Wow. And I said, well, I, I don't know what to say. And she pointed to a, a wreck, a, a shipwreck out in the, in the Bering Sea. She said, God killed my son there uh, three years ago. Or four years ago, and uh, and since then I've lost everything. I lost my husband. He divorced me. My children won't talk to me, and I'm penniless. And she tells me this whole story over the next twenty minutes, and and I have nothing to say. I I don't know what to say to this woman. So, as she finishes the story, and I said, "Well, I'm so sorry this happened to you, yeah. but I know God didn't do this. That was the mm -hmm. devil." Mm -hmm. And I said, "I'm preaching here tomorrow at this church," and she said, "I won't go to church because mm -hmm. I hate God. I'll damn him." And she just goes through this whole tirade again. So the next morning, I'm in church and, and I'm preaching. The doors swing open. There she is, and she's oh. standing in church, and she's clean, and her hair's done, and she waves at me. And the pastor sees me wave to her, so she goes back to the pastor, and he says, he said to her, "Sally, what can I do for you?" Because she always came when she had a need, mm -hmm. and she says, "I need forgiveness," wow. and she gave her heart back oh, to Christ. Wow. 
And it was just one of those those times where it's just the right person at the right, right. time. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, on the flip side of that, um, can you recall the biggest struggle in your ministry, and then how did you overcome that? The biggest struggle has been uh, has been physical, hmm. physical. I went into congestive heart fail- failure in India, outside the jungles oh, of wow. Bangalore, and uh, and when I came back, and this was eight years ago, so nine years ago now, and when I came back, of course, I could only move around for like four hours a day because I had no energy. I was right. just. And I was so angry with God. Hmm. My wife and daughter were going on a missions trip. They were joining an outreach team in Philadelphia, and they they were canceling their trip. And I said, "Well, just go. You know, no, you're not going to help me here. Just right. go." So she she they went on the trip, and after they left, I got angry, really angry. So we were going to remodel our bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I took a hammer into the bathroom and I started smashing the walls. Oh. And, and and now, Jim, I can only do this for like <laughs> two minutes, right. and then I'm just collapsed, gasping oh. and panting. And I'd sit on the toilet and cry, mm-hmm. and uh, and for nine months I went through this this thing. So I had my Bible and some some teaching ch- tapes from some ministers, and and for nine months God put the whole foundation of what I'm doing now in place wow. in that bed. Huh. But it was a time where I really felt that I was that He walked away. Yeah, hmm. I knew He didn't, but. Right. But knowing that in my mind and actually feeling it in my heart were two different things. Hmm. So I had to kind of reconcile the mind and the heart. Sure, sure. You mentioned right there that uh, he really laid the foundation for what you're doing. Tell me a little bit about that experience and, and what you felt like he was speaking to you during that time. Well, during that time, I just began rereading the Bible, rereading sections of the Bible, and I was drawn into a, a deep study of the kingdom of God. Hmm. Um, what is the meaning of the kingdom? What is the kingdom? How does it work? How does it affect our lives? And, uh, and that became one of the center, center portions of my, of my ministry is helping teach people to understand the kingdom of God, financing in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. healing in the kingdom. This whole thing came together for me. It changed our personal ministries because of the way we were managing our own lives. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, the, the big portion of the show is we just ask people that are on it to share three practical steps with our listeners of how to do ministry well. So if you could share, uh, yeah, what would the first thing be um, that you would share with someone on how to do ministry well? Oh, okay. I, I, my, the first step I would say is listen to God. Because hmm. if you don't hear his voice, you're not going to get anything right. Hmm. <laughs> you can have lots of great ideas, but they're not God ideas. Hmm. They're just great ideas. So number one is hearing his voice, listening to his voice. And for me, I'm a very active guy, kind of type A personality, compulsive. So getting alone, getting quiet is hard. Hmm. That's why those nine months, I believe, were directed to the Lord as my own sabbatical in bed so that I could hear him. So that would be the first. Hmm. And the second thing? Number two, I would say, would be an application of the Word of God. Hmm. So everything that I do has to be connected with a Bible verse Bible principles. Hmm. If the principle of the Word of God is not connected with it, then it's just a good idea, and at some point it's going to wither up and die hmm. or just fail. Yeah, that, that's the second thing. Hmm. What would be an example of that in your in your ministry? Well, it's it's doing what we're doing. The, the food pantry. When we started with the food pantry, um, we just wanted to to help some people that we knew. And it grew into, you know, 19,000 families. Actually, 39% of our county comes to us. Wow. So 
it was a it, it was brought on by by Matthew 25 when I was hungry when I was thirsty when I was sick and in prison you know you came to me mm-hmm. it was that whole Matthew 25 ministry well when Matthew 25 became part of this then I realized that God's already saying do it mm. so if you do what he says to do the blessing is there wow. you don't have to work at it that's good because it's there yeah mm. That's awesome. What would the third thing be? The third thing I think would be, it would be finances, learning to trust God for finances. Hmm. And, and what that turned out to be, it, it actually took another, another um, road for me. <clears throat> Instead of just praying for finance and this, God took me to like our newsletters, to doing our, our newsletter. Hmm. And in our newsletter, he, he told me, the, Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart saying that these aren't people you're sending to to get money. These are people that will pray for you. Hmm. So it inspired me to start what I call 15 seconds of prayer. Hmm. And that was derived from an Easter sermon that I preached. Uh, The shortest prayer in the Bible is, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Hmm. That took the thief three seconds to say it. Hmm. Three seconds changes eternity. Hmm. Three seconds took him from darkness to light. Hmm. Three seconds changed everything about him. He hadn't tithed. He hadn't gone to church. He wasn't baptized. He didn't say the sinner's prayer. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Hmm. So we began sending out a prayer list, the prayer request, asking our, our, our people, our supporters, to basically pay 15 seconds. Wow. And we'd give them one, two, or three items to pray about. It changed our ministry. Wow. The financing followed the fact that people were praying and there was an open heaven. Hmm. And it came from a simple 15 seconds of prayer. And we got responses, Jim. People say, I can pray 15 seconds. Because yeah. normally you get a newsletter with all the prayer requests. They don't have time. Yeah. And so this came and it was, it was just liberating. Hmm. It was amazingly liberating. Wow. Yeah, that's something I'm going to directly apply right Absolutely. after this, this podcast <laughs> interview. That's, that's a good one. I love it. I it love just it. opens heaven. Yeah, that's awesome. Has there been anything that's... Uh, uh, before we get to that one, I'm, I'm super interested in the fact that you do so many pounds of food and just and, and just bless so many people. What's that, what's that process look like? I'm... Well, 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 even when I'm away, like I, I was here, I was here making uh, contracting a number of, of, of um, trailer loads of food. Okay. One of the problems that they have in, in the U.S. with manufacturers, it's, it's um, storage. Mm-hmm. The problem is always how much storage space they have. Mm-hmm. So they always have what they call distressed product. There is, it can be brand new, mm-hmm. but they have too much of it in the warehouse. They have to move it. Mm-hmm. So we line up, and, and from IRS section uh, uh, 170E through I, if a corporation donates to us, they can take twice their cost hmm. as a write-off. Okay. So uh, just on Monday, I agreed to receive a tractor trader load from Mars, M&M Mars, mm-hmm. and it's all Easter candy. Hmm. And we got it yesterday. Wow. And so now all of these agencies and all churches are all coming in to get the Easter mm-hmm. candy for Easter. Mm-hmm. So that's the one part. It's, it's contracting the loads. Mm-hmm. The other part is putting it out on the shelves because we have, uh, normally we have to have 200 of each items on the shelf each okay. day. So when you have 100 plus families shopping, it takes us, we have seven, uh, seven employees, full and part time, mm-hmm. and then I have 120 volunteers. Hmm. So it's the volunteers that actually do the work of, of really serving the people and getting mm-hmm. that out there. And then it's writing grants, writing grants to Walmart. They just gave us $75,000. Wow. Uh, Cargill, <clears throat> they, they gave us $40,000 to create a mobile grocery store, hmm. which re- reaches every municipality in our county. So we are the first county in the United States to have 100% 
food pantry coverage to every municipality. Wow. And they just wrote us a check for that. And other corporations. So I, I'm always writing grants. I'm talking to corporations. I'm having lunch dates and breakfast dates. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's just it's talking with people. And what I did with this is in talking to them, I talk about Matthew 25. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the fact that we're feeding the hungry and we're, we're solving a social problem. Yeah. And corporations... They love social problems, sure. And when they can, when they can come on or cabbage on to solving a social problem, they're all over it. Right? Huh? That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just reading through the prophets right now, and it just seems like the judgments of God are against Israel for not caring for the poor. Uh, yes, and absolutely. So yeah, that's something that I've just been asking God really for a heart for and strategies as well. So uh-huh. it's awesome that you're you're doing that and you're seeing that work and on such just a grand level, I'm blown away by that. That's 80, really awesome. 82 tractor trailer loads of food last year. Wow. <laughs> so that's every four days we get a tractor trailer load. A Dan and yogurt, they give us a truckload of yogurt once a week. Wow. You know, just donated. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. It's cool. Yeah. What, uh, what's been something that has been inspiring you lately? Has there been a book or a resource, a song, a person, a ministry? Um, casting crowns is a real source of energy for me. Hmm. That that's that's probably musically. I just think their music is profoundly deep. Yeah, and it and it just really talks to me. So they really provide a lot of inspiration to me. Hmm. The other thing that I I do is I I do a history read every month. Uh, on different, uh, it's usually uh, not a Christian read, but mm-hmm. it's geopolitical reads, mm-hmm. so that I, I'm understanding what's happening. Uh, books like uh, Paris 1919 and The Imperial Cruise by James Bradley, these type of books to try to give me a historical perspective of the areas into which I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm going into, say, Myanmar or one of these other countries, uh, I, I always read the history of that area because I want to understand that. So by taking that, that brings me, like, that gives me a, um, like a framework. Mm-hmm. And in that framework, then, I, can, I see the Bible differently for every area. Hmm. So then it comes back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. So between the music of Casting Crowns, a history read, and then coming back to the Bible, that's how I put it together. Hmm. It's kind of like a, like a three-way street or a yeah. triangle. Yeah. yeah, it's a little different. I don't have a Christian author specifically that I listen to mm-hmm. or read often. Hmm. But I like to read the I write I like to read the uh, people like Mitch Album. You know, Mitch Album is he's a Jewish author, mm-hmm. but he's written books that talk about uh, the individual, hmm. and 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 I I read a lot about touching the individual, hmm. and and that comes from again that nine months in bed, I did a study on the miracles of Jesus, mm-hmm. and I they came up to thirty four distinct hmm. miracles, and that's all you know just thirty four, and I thought wow seems like a lot more, right? But then when I took the miracles and I began to ca- categorize them, mm-hmm. I found that when you take out like walking on the water and cursing the fig tree and water in the wine and things like that, feeding the four and five thousand, you're left with maybe 28 miracles hmm. but every 28 miracles were worked for one person hmm. where Jesus spent 86% of his ministry touching one wow. and so I began to realize the importance of one and so that's where the, the casting crown speaks so directly to the ones the historical helps me there the Bible helps me and then I go for the ones hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. You are currently in Hawaii right now, and you leave tomorrow to go to Russia. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Well, to Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'll be in Russia on Saturday, then Kyrgyzstan. Oh wow. <clears throat> 
Um, what are you going to be doing over there? I'll be working with uh, a DTS okay. in Bishkek, mm-hmm. and then I'll be working with underground churches that are working in Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. And we're actually setting up to go into Uzbekistan next year, where I'll be meeting with groups of Christians. Of course, it's 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 all underground, mm-hmm. but they'll be coming in twenty at a time, staying in a house with me for two days, where we'll spend ten hours a day in the Word of God and praying and 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 just dreaming over their country together. Oh, that's so awesome. that's that's kind of what we're doing there. That's awesome, John. Thanks so much for being on the show. Would you just close? us in prayer and pray for our listeners? Sure, Jim, thank you. Well, Father, I am so thankful for everybody listening to this broadcast today because, Lord, you dream. You dream over us the way you dreamed over Israel. You dreamed that they would take a promised land. And for everybody here today, there's a promised land that you are dreaming. I'm asking that you help our listeners this morning or today to dream the dreams that God's dreaming over them, that as they sleep, they would hear the voice of God. And he'd speak to them. And I thank you so much for each one. And I pray a blessing and anointing on them in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. If you've enjoyed this episode of Doing Ministry Well, you can help us out by rating, commenting, and subscribing on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends. Check out the podcast notes to find out more about today's guests and other resources mentioned on this episode. To find out more about Doing Ministry Well, check out our website, www.doingministrywell.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestion on who we should interview next, email us at doingministrywell at gmail.com. To find out more about me, your host, visit my blog at www.jimjessbaker.com. That's www.jimjessasinjessicabaker.com. All links are Amazon affiliate links and help us out when you make a purchase through them.